0: what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail nonetheless. I ask you to what end? Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here.
1: What should I say? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast, which is truly I Am The Franchise. It is May 31st, 2019, obviously. (laughs) I am coming to you as I'm recording this. I actually had already recorded... Month in review. I literally did. I recorded it this morning, had it all set, was going to do the editing tonight when I got off of work. And then I came across something that just had to happen. Just had to happen. I'm a guy, I'm going to get into that as I. Get into the rest of The month And it's very ironic that The news that broke Today Is the it, it happened on the final Day of the month I will get into that a little bit later But The month of May Was filled With A lot of things But one of the biggest things that it was filled with Was Double or nothing AEW's very I won't say this very first Because it did have all or nothing But double or nothing is AEW's first You know It's AEW's first Pay-per-view It's not the first pay-per-view with Cody, the Young Bucks under this All Elite brand. But as far as the wrestling company, this is the first pay-per-view. Double or Nothing was this past Saturday, May 25th. And it shook the foundation. A lot of people will say, a lot of people have had their take on it. I'm going to give my take on it. I love the pay-per-view. Let me just say that much. Uh, There's all the matches were great. I loved the tag team match with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Loved that tag team match. Absolutely loved Cody versus Dustin. Brother versus brother. I loved that match. I loved how that match ended. Probably a little bit too bloody for me. You know, yes, we miss as WWE fans, as Attitude Era fans. Let me change that. Attitude Era fans. We kind of like to see this. We like to see blood, but this was just, man, he looked worse than Stone Cold. WrestleMania 13, honestly, that's my, I I believe that, that, oh, that, Blood was just gushing and it was, woo. but was a great match. I love the ending. It reminded me of, I wasn't, I wasn't into WCW at the time, but it reminded me of Dusty Rhodes and Dustin when Dusty had cut a similar promo to Dustin about I don't need a son, I need a partner. And for Cody and Dustin from for Cody and Dustin to reenact this was very, very powerful. I loved that. I love to see that that atmosphere. And of course the moment of the night. The debut to AEW. Of John Moxley A.K.A. Dean Ambrose Showed up at the end Walking through the crowd Very S.H.I.E.L.D. like <laughs> Gets in the ring Hits Jericho with the dirty deeds I don't know what they're going to call that now Because he's not Dean Ambrose And they called it dirty deeds Because of Dean So I don't know what they're going to call that Because when he hit it He didn't really They, they didn't say the move um but he did make his arrival he did say that this arriving at debuting at aew was his best his greatest moment in wrestling topping him winning the wwe title now it's funny i say bring up the wwe because also during this week Other than the talk of AEW, John Moxie was a guest on Talk is Jericho, and he proceeded to, (laughs) in the nicest way possible, bury the WWE. This is what he did. He, in the nicest way possible, buried them. And before I get into the AEW, inter- the John Moxie interview, I wanted to sit back and I want to actually play the audio of the best of double.
2: We use the word revolution because this is a revolution!
1: So that was the audio of the high of the the highlights of AEW's double or nothing. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on their Twitter page. They do have a little, it's like a two-minute, a minute, 30, two-minute clip of just the the best, the, the highlights of that show. Um speaking before I get into the John Moxie interview, I also wanted to talk about a little something that happened during Cody's inter- during Cody's match with Dustin. Cody's entrance. Cody's entrance. When I seen the entrance, when I seen the throne. Very symbolic. Very subliminal. Not even say subliminal, because it was a direct shot. To see the sledgehammer, Brandy bring out the sledgehammer, present it to Cody. Tells Cody go up there He walks up there And she says Destroy it Like she yells Like destroy it and, And he Destroys the throne He breaks The throne And when he did this I said The battle lines Have been drawn Now I've seen people Go about The internet and they said things like what well, what well, Triple H needs to do what Triple H needs to uh break the break the statue of of the American dream dusty rose he needs to break that that bronze statue listen Triple H is not going to do that this is competition this is what This is honestly What I believe In my opinion This is opinionated show I believe that Triple H Kind of wants to see Another Wrestling fad He wants to see Another competition He it's what I think Him and Dustin Didn't lead Him The WWE and Dustin Didn't part on bad terms Cody didn't part on bad terms John Moxie he didn't part on bad terms So all the people that are that, that made that statement That would just That would piss Both Cody and Dustin off Like don't like No But speaking of Parting ways with the WWE A segue into John Moxley Dean Ambrose, talk is Jericho. It was very interesting. I see nothing wrong in what he said. Nothing wrong. A lot of people want to do the comparison between Moxie's interview with Jericho and CM Punk's interview with Kobena. You you can't compare the two You can't Punk's interview With Cobana Was CM Punk Burying Any possibility Of him coming back to the WWE That's what he did when when CM Punk started to do the digs and, and talk shit about Triple H and talk shit about Vince and talk shit and file a lawsuit and do all this stuff there's no chance that CM Punk will come back to the WWE. There is none. In my honest opinion. So all the CM Punk chants can stop Let's just quit Stop it right now Because it's not gonna happen Maybe in the long run Maybe Maybe Hall of Fame Maybe Because Triple H has had a He has a history of Bringing back old talent To induct them In the hall of fame But it's a two way street It's not a one way It's a two way street I don't think I don't think That he will do it I don't think CM Punk Will do it I don't think his pride Will allow him To go forward And accept it I just don't think so So Another thing that people were saying was people were talking about Renee Young and they feel like Renee Young's going to get punished for this. Get punished for saying or for being with Mary to Dean Ambrose and Dean Ambrose is gone. Like like I said, Dean left on good terms. There was no fight. There was no arguing. Dean left on his good terms. Dean said him and Vince had a moment, they had a conversation, tears were shed, but they they didn't leave on bad terms. Dean Ambrose, John Moxley whoever you want to call him, whatever you want to call him. He said a lot of things In this interview One of the biggest takes that I One of the biggest things I took from this interview Was that Vince McMahon Is going to be His own Downfall His ego Is going to be his own downfall He You know Dean said Vince McMahon pays Brock Lesnar millions of dollars to ruin the company. What's happened so far? What's happened this month in the month of May? Brock Lesnar's walking around with the money in a bank briefcase. He didn't compete in the match. He came in. There was seven people. Was supposed to be eight. He jumps up on the ladder Well He (laughs) Eliminates Ali Jumps up on the ladder Takes this briefcase Now he has a briefcase With a guaranteed title shot for a fact well it's a ninety nine point two percent. I'm not gonna say ninety nine point nine, I'm gonna say ninety nine point two. See so I have point eight percent chance that he won't win the title. But there's a ninety nine point two percent chance that Brock Lesnar is going to walk out as a champ. And we won't see that belt again for a very long time. This is what the creative team has done. This is what the creative team continues to do. And it just leaves you to think remember this. You are the authority. y'all remember that y'all remember that y'all remember when Triple H you know said you are the authority y'all remember that I remember that yet we're not the authority we don't have say in what happens and what's going on and how things are working, and none of that. Dean wants the best for wrestling. Dean was saying in the interview how well, as he was getting himself ready to return. He was coming up with all these ideas because he started to get the itch and he was watching old wrestling and had these ideas and all this, but he knew it wasn't going to happen because he knew the creative team wasn't going to do it. That's what he said. And I agree with him all the way. That's what's going to happen. Now, another thing I took from it He knew in July He wasn't going to resign They offered him a contract He didn't even look at the contract He didn't even look at the contract He just straight up Basically Didn't even look at it Ironically enough, him and Jericho had the same thought process. Jericho felt this way with WCW. Jericho felt this way his last go around with the WWE. He didn't feel like there was there was improvement. There's a Forbes Article that is out, it just came out today. It just came out today saying that the WWE morale is the worst it's ever been, and Vincent Kennedy McMahon is taking the blame. Now, 2018 was a very successful year for them financially Thanks to the Australia deal And the Saudi Arabia deal But the E is having a hard time keeping up in 2019 Now, if you haven't read the article, go check it out I skimmed through it but everything that's being said is very accurate when the morale is down when you have a company with a whole bunch of yes men you you you're not, not going to be successful Jericho brought up a good point Jericho said that he believed that When WCW When WCW got bought out That was When Vince McMahon Hired all these writers And that's when He Things changed now, me, I'm, an, I'm a wrestling fan. Obviously, this is a wrestling podcast. I'm a wrestling fan. I can't, as much as it is, it pains me sometimes to watch the product, the WWE. I watch it, and it makes me sick to my stomach sometimes, just like Dean Ambrose. When Dean would get there on Mondays, Dean was saying in the interview with Jericho, he told Jericho, I get sick to my stomach on Mondays. Creative was getting bad. They wanted Dean to do things that Dean didn't want to do. If you have not listened to Talk Is Jericho with John Moxley, the emancipation of John Moxley, please take some time and listen to it. Listen to it Pay close attention to the things that he is saying He just wants the best AEW is not competing with the WWE AEW is an alternative From WWE That's how I'm looking at it I can't wait for October I can't I can't wait Because if this is going to make Vince and the WWE change their like alternate call an audible and change for the better, because when AEW comes out, there's going to be a shift. I feel it, a shift is going to come. It's not a war They're not competing like I said But the shift is going to happen And a lot of fans Are going to gravitate Towards AEW Especially And I brought his name up earlier If they were to get their hands on CM Punk Because there's a word going around All out which is AEW's Another AEW event Taking place in Chicago Out of all places Chicago They're trying They're trying To get CM Punk And if AEW gets CM Punk I said the battle lines were drawn I think I will say The war is on If they get CM Punk Cause you know CM Punk CM Punk may AEW may not want to compete with WWE But CM Punk will compete CM Punk will make it his goal To do whatever he has to do To try to bury a, I mean bury WWE In many ways In many ways so I spent about twenty five minutes talking about a e w and John moxley. I'm excited for it. Listen, I'm excited because it's a new thing. it's a brand new it's it's a new feeling it's a it's that feeling that i that that excitement it is it's It's pure excitement and on raw. My my guy Sammy made a AEW reference and somebody made a meme out of it. You could
2: ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. Hey
1: Palmas.
0: I, I have a problem. In the parking lot. Your... You stay here!
3: You stay here, with Stephanie You take me to him! Take me to the son of a bitch! Take me to him! Come on! Go! 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 Go!
1: We're the son of a bitch. where is he? Where are they? God, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that. I love it. The WWE knows this, they know what they're doing. I just hope that they know it. it they need to change the product, they need to do something because right now. It ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. It's not looking good. This Saturday, June 1st, WWE NXT TakeOver 25. Then we have Super Showdown, which if you know by now, I've made it very crystal clear. I will not be watching, covering I will not be watching Super Showdown. I will not be doing a prediction show, a recap show, nothing. I already made that announcement, which is why TakeOver, I'm doing the TakeOver post-show. This is going to be somewhat of a little bit of a preview show for NXT TakeOver 25. I'm going to go through the card. I'm going to give my predictions on who I feel was going to win, and I'm going to go from there. And then I'm going to end it with my best and worst of WWE and wrestling as a whole as far as the month of May. So, before I get into, well, let's, let's get into all that right now. Let's get into all that right now. So, I said earlier, I had already recorded this episode. I already did. And I said But something happened That brought me back To record again Because I had to do this I had to do This was the last This was the last day of the month Let me You know What else could happen Well A couple days ago Well actually Not even a couple days ago Yesterday On Twitter The WWE Posted something On their page, they tweeted a video, and the video is of Stephanie McMahon herself.
4: The WWE renounces and in fact condemns the behavior of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman on Monday Night Raw this past week. Brock Lesnar walked to the ring with the Money in the Bank briefcase fashioned as some kind of boombox, uh, let alone making promises about announcing who they were going to face and cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase against, which they did not do. But they also did disrespected what the Money in the Bank contract represents. They disrespected both the Universal Champion as well as the WWE Champion. And in fact, I think they disrespected the entire WWE as well as the WWE Universe. So on behalf of our organization, on behalf of all of our fans, I'm going to take this matter up officially with both the McMahon family as well as our executive team. And we are going to take action.
1: Now, disrespect the money in the bank. Disrespect the WWE fans, the WWE universe. You do know Brock Lesnar doesn't give a fuck what we think, how we feel. To Zach Heath Slater, he said, I don't give a fuck about your kids. I don't give a shit about your kids. That's what he said. He then goes on, goes forward, and they say all this stuff. Now, if I'm correct, the whole purpose of Money in the Bank is a guaranteed contract at any time, whenever, for a year. Now, the past few years. We've seen or we've heard People have Randomly sometimes have Randomly decided I'm cashing in money in the bank On this day I'm gonna cash it in Against this person And So on and so forth Right This is What happens So I've sat back here And Let's just go through this list Shall we From the Introduction of the Money in the bank match Dating back to Wrestlemania 21 In 2005 Edge won The very first Edge cashed in on John Cena At Armageddon I remember it was Armageddon Cause it was Vince McMahon came out and said John Cena you're not done yet Cause John Cena went through hell Through that elimination chamber And Edge was like Vince said There's one more match you have to take on There's one more competitor that you have to take on And Edge came out with the briefcase With Lito on his side And he cashed in money in a bank And he became known as The ultimate opportunist He took advantage It was a guaranteed title shot Anytime, anyplace, anywhere That's what he did Rob Van Dam In 2006 He cashed in on John Cena And won the WWE title In 2007 WrestleMania 23 Mr. Kennedy won But he later lost the contract to Edge Edge Cashed in on The Undertaker 2008 CM Punk He cashed in on Edge Won the world title CM Punk again 2009 He cashed in On Ed On Jeff Hardy Won the world title 2010, Jack Swagger, he cashed in on Jericho, won the world title. 2010, again, this is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view now. Kane, he won, cashed in, defeated Rey Mysterio for the world heavyweight title. Now, all these are not handouts. All these are not, oh, I'm I'm picking this date. Cash in against you On this date No all these were random Acts They took advantage They did the ultimate oppor- They had the ultimate opportunity To cash in The Miz He won Cash in on Randy Orton Alberto De Rio. He won Beat CM Punk. Daniel Bryan. He won. He cashed in on Big Show. John Cena. Here's where it changes. John Cena won his cash-in match against CM Punk via disqualification. Became the first person to fail to cash, to capture the title. Because the title can't change through, through, through disqualification. He's the one... That decided to Elect To Cash in He picked He said I'm the I'm gonna do it differently I'm going to This is what I'm doing That's what he did Dolph Ziggler Arguably one of the biggest pops and the Monday after Wrestlemania he cashed in against Alberto De Rio Won Money in the Bank I mean won the world title Randy Orton SummerSlam Remember that one <laughs> Beat Daniel Bryant For the WWE title Damian Sandow He lost Okay Seth Rollins we all know he beat Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. WrestleMania. Sheamus. He beat Roman Reigns. Remember that? That was Survivor Series. Dean Ambrose. I remember that. Because Seth Rollins won back the world title. Dean Ambrose came back, cashed it in. Baron Corbin. He lost. Braun Strowman He lost Braun Strowman Kind of Said I'm gonna cash it in So We're now stuck Where Stephanie is saying They cheated the system This is what they did Blah 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 This and the third So as I said I was sitting there had this all ready for you. Had it set. Then I'm at work. And then I see this.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman and I am the advocate for Mr. Money in the Bank 2019, Brock Lesnar. My client has been apprised of WWE's condemnation of his actions as spewed forth in a diatribe by Stephanie McMahon. There is no need for an executive meeting. There is no need for the McMahon family to get together, ever. What there's a need for is my client to be proactive rather than reactive. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, please be advised, my client, Rock Lesnar hereby cashes in the Money in the Bank contract effective this Monday, June 3rd, 2019, between the hours of 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Time at a moment of his choosing live on Monday Night Raw against the reigning, defending, undisputed universal heavyweight champion Seth Rollins. And now that the WWE Universe has been apprised and the McMahon family has been apprised and the executive team has been apprised, a personal message to Seth Rollins from my client, Brock Lesnar. Mr. Rollins, here comes the pain.
1: So, this Monday Allegedly We're having Brock Lesnar Cash in Sometime on Monday Against Seth Rollins I don't like it I don't like it at all Here's why If I'm doing the story If I was a part of the creative team Doing this story That's how I would do it So Seth Rollins Knows what this money in the bank contract is As I said earlier Just a few minutes ago Seth Rollins cashed in money in the bank If they flipped that And made it Where Seth is like I know What this is Like I know What it's like To be the hunter Hunting after your prey Hunting after this title Waiting for your perfect opportunity to cash in And basically tell Brock I'm never going You're never going to catch me Slip Slipping I'm not going to slip I'm going to be on my A game all the time Now, just a, a a quick uh i I pray this never happens, but it's just this is something that I can see Vince doing. Vince, I can see Brock Lesnar winning. One of the heavyweight titles without cashing in money in the bank. And then. He cashes in on the other heavyweight title. And we don't see neither belt. If Vince was to do that. It's all over. If Vince was to give Brock. Any belt, any heavyweight belt, universal or the heavyweight title. I think it's a wrap in my personal opinion. Now, mind you, this is the most we've seen Brock since he's come back. And when I mean come back, I mean since he came back the first time After his hiatus, after his UFC run. This right here, I believe, is the most time we've seen him consecutively. He's been... This will be his third straight week on Raw. Which I think is a record. But I'm, I'm just... I'm not... I, I don't, I don't see it. You know, something could happen. Maybe Brock wins it and then loses it again at the Super Showdown. I don't know. Because he is advertised to be at the Super Showdown. He is. They want Brock there. So it, it, it could happen. It could. We just don't know. We don't. But we just have to wait and see You know, I I look at it like there's a lot of things that can go on And I see Stephanie cutting this promo Making these statements Paul Heyman coming back Rebuting these statements And saying this Like I would have loved it Brock I would have loved that Paul Heyman Would have been like Well Let me get this straight So this contract right here And mind you Monday was the first time We ever really seen The contract He goes This is what I would have done I would have said Let's go through the list, shall we? Just like I just did Just like I just went through the list Of all the people that have won money in the bank And cashed in Just kind of be like, okay If he's in the ring And Stephanie's there He'd be like, okay let's, let's, let's just look at the type Let's look at the screen real quick Let's just look And just start running through the list And bringing it up and saying How did he cash in? How did he cash in? How did he cash in? None of them said, I'm picking this date. I'm saying when I'm going to cash in. They just cashed in. My client is entitled to do the same thing. Then Paul Heyman can say, it's not my fault that your champions fear my client. It's not my fault. That the universe Fears the fact that my client Will take this belt And we all know what my client does When he takes this belt He pops He shows up When he's ready to fight When the money is right This is what my client did now, nobody really is going to ask that major question, the big question, the elephant in the room question, which is how did Brock get in, get involved or get put into the Money in the Bank match itself? There was supposed to be eight. Sammy got taken out. Then Brock shows up. Now, there was reports that came out that, you know, um, uh, the the creative team and the producers got with the t- got with the competitors and told them that Ali was going to be the one to almost get some, get the briefcase and then someone the eighth competitor was going to come out and interfere but no one no one knew who it was then it was the report that Ali was going to win <laughs> Then if you listen to Booker T's podcast That he has He brought up how he ran into Paul Heyman At Money in a Bank And he ran into um, He seen Brock Lesnar Right before he hit the ring We don't know what's the truth We don't know what's a lie We don't All I know is they need to do something they need to this this whole notion of oh they're doing this they're they're doing like the money in the bank they they have to tell us when they're it, to, it defeats the purpose of money in the bank then. it does. It really does. then fun fact. You want to know a fun fact So here's a fun fact for you According to Reddit user Waiting on Network WDE currently has 56 wrestlers Employed on Raw and Smackdown Who hasn't wrestled a TV match in two weeks Only 7 of the 56 are injured So that means 49 wrestlers 49 wrestlers Are not Have not Taken any Haven't been in any match In two weeks Think about that But we're stuck I'm already I'm already going through my list of 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 negatives About the month of May Most of it involves the WWE 49 wrestlers Are medically clear to compete Yet we don't see them Yet we get Baron Corbin Versus Braun Strowman We get Braun Strowman Versus Bobby Lashley Versus Sami Zayn Versus Drew McIntyre We get the same old repetitive matches Over and over and over again Literally Raw and Smackdown has become a rerun show And Raw and Smackdown is literally back to back You get a pay-per-view some, You get a pay-per-view Either in the middle of the month Or at the end of the month So then you have Sunday Monday Tuesday Back in the day You had it Sunday Monday Thursday Or Friday So you had a gap In between You don't get that No more It's literally Back to back That kind of gets That kind (coughs) of Dreads Hangs on you And then If you got the network You got NXT On Wednesday I'm glad with the Fox deal that SmackDown I believe is moving back to Friday. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy to see that. Now there's been word about Sasha Banks. Um her and Vince apparently apparently in the meeting reports. I just go off of what I read They met to discuss What's going on I would love to see Sasha Banks come back But I would love to see her come back as a heel Get rid of this face Let her go back to being the boss Um, They have the new segment on Raw The electric chair I'm not a big fan of that It's it just, it, it just, It's cheesy to me um the the women's tag team Is just a joke now. It is pointless. The biggest thing about the big the one thing that I'll say I like I liked about this month of May for WWE was the introduction of the wild card because that's the beginning process of them phasing out the brands. I think that's, it's the beginning stages of that. And then also Brock Lesnar and the briefcase because he's with the boom box. I love, I love the ideal of him doing it because that's what Brock used to do. You know, Brock did this before Brock did this when he was feuding with Eddie Guerrero. This is what he did. He did the whole entire you know stitch and you know had the mexican band out there and he was had the sombrero and doing a little mexican like dance and all this it was it was funny like brock is brock can be an asshole but he can be very funny as an asshole i'm a big brock fan i just don't like brock with the title i don't so i mean for the most part that's the only good thing that they have going is they have the wild card But we all know it's just the It's just Roman on both Raw and Smackdown And the champs on Raw and Smackdown But I know I won't say the champs Because Seth hasn't been on Smackdown But Kofi's been on both shows Now Kofi doesn't He rarely competed on some Raw But he has competed on Raw from time to time But We'll see We'll see. We haven't seen Finn back on Raw, Um, but we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. We will. So other than the wild card rule, Brock Lesnar having the money in the bank, beast in the bank, remember I said that they were going to mark or they were going to phrase him as that Michael Cole started it. You heard Paul Heyman say it once or twice. The best things that's going in WWE, I like the wild card, as, you know, I stated about that. Brock Lesnar, Beast in the Bank, I. it would have been better if they would have originally just had him have the briefcase and he doesn't do what he's about to do. I don't believe that he's going to cash in on Monday. I think he's, you know, it, it just... <laughs> I I just I I don't know. I really don't. That's the one thing I'll say is you really don't know what to expect now. But at Money in the Bank they did announce that the next night they were going to introduce a new title and Mick Foley was gonna be there. This is probably the best thing that I believe is going right now because of one thing and one thing only and that's our truth so before i before i get into why our truth literally is making the wwe like entertaining again let's just go back shall we to the introduction of this title
0: for those superstars looking to step up i can tell you from experience that it takes a lot to make a mark and to be a champion in WWE. It is a-
1: now. <laughs> what makes this this promo was so dreadful. Like it, it was it was horrible because as if you watch the promo, you do realize that Foley is revealing the title already. Like he, it's it's it, he has it in a in a, like a little bag, but the bag is like the little carry bag. It looks like you can see the title already. It was just horrible and just just listen.
0: It's an obsession that consumes you throughout the day. Every single moment of every single minute of every single hour. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. And so it is, with that spirit in mind, may I present to you the newest title in the WWE family. May I have a drum roll please? May I present to you, The 24-7 title. Now, as the name may imply, this...
1: I don't even want to go any further. The 24-7 title. Now, Foley went on record. Foley basically said that he was... He felt like he was to blame for the reception of the title. Foley... If you ever listen to this podcast, you're not to blame for the reception of the title. The title looks like shit It's the ugliest belt that the company has. Like the hardcore title looks better than this title. It's basically the glorified hardcore title. It just isn't hardcore. It's the PG version of this title. It is. Everybody knows it. When people seen it That's what they thought Now the best thing to come out of This like I said Is our truth And the reason I said Is our truth Is because Like you get things like this And he does He's on Twitter with this This is what you get
2: Smackdown show, I'm gonna hide 'til I am going to till i can not no more. Monday Night Raw, if I have to go, I'm gonna hide 'til I am going to till i can not no more. Title on my waist, you recognize the face. You 24/7 <laughs> champions in the place I like to have fun, I can't have none. 24/7 means run through. Can't nobody tell me nothing, Mm-mm. I ain't listen to nothing, nobody got to say, do my own thing. Truth just gonna keep running, all it gonna be to say, he was running, yeah. I can do a dance break and break it down for you, can't do it now cause I'm full of paranoia. Titled by my side, even in disguise, chasing me like a bunch of European flies. Ain't nobody telling me nothing I ain't only taking no DMs, no text, no nothing Cause Truth just gonna keep running All you gonna better say is He was running hey, Take my title to the Smackdown show I'm gonna hide till I can't no more Monday Night Raw if I have to go I'm gonna hide till I can't no more
1: That's the best thing That's literally, this is, this is one of, if not the best thing going on WWE right now. Keep this title on our truth. Keep it on our truth or give it to somebody else that's like entertaining. That's going to do with this like he's doing, like he's on Twitter talking about it, going ballistic if y'all follow R-Truth on Twitter, it, it's the funniest thing in the world. If you don't, something's wrong with you. So that is what I think is the best thing going in the WWE. Hands down. The 24-7 champion, as he likes to refer to it as, he, he refers to it as the European 24-7 champion. This man is a nutcase. He is, but you gotta love our truth. Gotta love the man. So, the best thing about May in wrestling AEW's double or nothing. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you know, just, that's it. That's literally it. So, Monday, or not Monday. So, June first, which is technically it's 1218 now, so it's technically June first, but Saturday, June first, NXT takeover 25. Big thing for them because it's their twenty-fifth takeover. We have six matches. All the titles are on the line. We start off with Matt Riddle Versus Roderick Strong I feel like this is going to I've. There's never been a takeover That's been bad Never So And none of the matches are bad Even the matches that I don't think is going to Like be like Oh man This match ain't gonna be good It It's good It ends up being good This is one of the matches Roder, Matt Riddle Versus Roderick Strong I got Matt Riddle winning and I think this might steal the show. I think this is going to be one of those matches that will steal the show. Then we have the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line in a ladder match. Um, the War Raiders, the War Experience, the Viking Experience, whatever the hell you want to call them, they relinquished the titles because they got called up. So now you have Danny Burks and Oni Lorkin. Lur- versus the Street Profits, versus the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Those are the representatives for the Undisputed Era, versus the Forgotten Sons. Now, anybody who's been watching or been listening to this podcast has heard me campaigning for the Street Profits to be the champs. This is their moment. Why not give it to them? Let's give these people this moment. Let's get the street poppers this moment. Let's give them that red cup of destiny with the with the belts. This This is what I want. Um Tyler Breeze versus Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship. Yes, I did say Prince Pretty Tyler Breeze is back on NXT. I'm glad to see him back there because that's where he needs to be. He wasn't doing nothing in the main roster. Put him back in NXT He's going against Velveteen Dream I think this might be bad tonight Um, And I have Velveteen Dream retaining Simple as that It's going to be a great match I got Velveteen Dream winning Then we have the NXT Women's Championship on the line With Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai I don't know what they're doing with, with Shayna Baszler I don't know why they're giving her such this momentum and such this big push but I want Io Shirai to win but I got Shayna somehow someway pulling this out I don't know what the hell they're doing I think they need to give it to Io Shirai I've been saying they needed to give it to Bianca Belair but we don't they're not doing that and then we have the NXT championship we have Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole I got Adam Cole winning this I do Their first match was great This match is going to be It's It's not going to I don't think it's going to top the first one But anytime I've ever said A match will not top the first one It tops the first one <laughs> So I got Adam Cole winning this one though and the reason why I got Adam Cole winning this Is because I said it before I'm going to say it again 205 Live needs a makeup, Needs a, a makeover And Johnny Gargano Will be that makeover I think that he's going to be called up to 205 Live And that's what's going to happen I think he's going to be there And I think they're slowly going to start emerging And you might see Gargano show back up I mean not Gargano you, You'll see Champa show up and they continue to arrive on 205 live that's what i feel that's what i think That's what i think should happen so overall i look forward to seeing this um i will be doing a post show it will be putting getting done sunday it'll be getting done sunday and then put out there on sunday i have a prior engagement that i have to do so i won't be able to watch nxt takeover Live So We'll see Now Let's just Let me just run by this bullshit card Of a super showdown I'm just gonna run by the card And I'm gonna talk about how fucking ridiculous This card is How I can't stand this shit And I'm just This shit is just for the birds Okay So So Undertaker versus Goldberg, first time ever in WWE. is going to be on Raw this Monday. Goldberg's going to make his very first debut on SmackDown. whoop the fucking do um, Listen, I'm not a big fan of this card. I don't understand this shit for the life of me. Um, we have Triple H versus Randy Orton. There's no build behind this either That's the thing Like I know last year We were bitching Because we were like Yo You're wasting Like Valuable time That should be investing Into storylines That actually matter And now you're having A super showdown And you're not even doing No build for this No nothing You're cutting You're having little vignette Promos And things like that but it's nothing like Randy Orton's not talking about this match. What the hell is Goldberg and Undertaker going to do on Monday and Tuesday? What? Um, the only thing we have is we have Universal. We have Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. They're feuding. Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston. Well, Kofi Kingston, I mean, Dolph Ziggler has come out and attacked him and cut promos towards it. Um now I do have a quite I do not have a qu I do have something to say about Kofi Kingston and the WWE Championship. I feel if I'm creative, this is what I would do. Why is Ali not competing for the WWE title? Why is Ali not holding a gripe with Kofi Kingston? Because if it wasn't for the fact that Kofi, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Ali got injured, Kofi wouldn't be in this position. Why are they not saying That Ali should have some type of Feel some type of way Have some animosity Towards the success That Kofi has We can even go with him being jealous Like you stole my spotlight You stole my opportunity Why is Ali not going after the title Why is he not even Being brought up In the same atmosphere Same realm why That's what I want to know But we have Kofi Versus Dolph Ziggler We have the Demon Versus Andrade I'm telling you this right now Demon's not gonna lose Um. We have Roman Reigns Versus Shane McMahon Braun Strowman Versus Bobby Lashley How many times Have we seen this Lars Sullivan Versus Lucha House Party And then we have The Biggest battle royal ever to take place Is a 50-man battle royal whoop de doo whoop de doo So As I said I'm not gonna cover this I'm not gonna talk about the pay-per-view I'm not gonna watch the pay-per-view You're not gonna get a recap You're not gonna get a preview show Cause I'm just I'm not a big fan of them going to Saudi Arabia <sighs> Because of everything that they are, the the way they are, I'm, you know, that's why Sami Zayn's not going. That's why Kevin Owens isn't going. Um, Alistair Black is not going to be there, but that's because of WWE. The, the e told him they didn't want him to come because of his tattoos. He has a lot of religious tattoos, and that country is, you know. We know how that country is. Um, so, with that being said, um, about an hour in, so I'm about to just wrap this up right now. My take for the month of May: a lot of things to take in, a lot of diff- a lot of changes happened. The WWE has been put on notice. The fans are very outspoken now Read that Forbes magazine article The morale is down in the WWE Vince You're to blame for it What are you gonna do? See, a lot of people are probably wondering Why did I play Thanos In the beginning of this show? Well What did Thanos say Think back to what he said I think that everything he said In the beginning of that Is very relatable to How AEW How fans look at AEW When they think of the WWE They think of that They think like this I
0: know what it's like to lose Feel so desperately that you're right.
1: That's Vince. Fail, nonetheless. He's failed.
0: I ask you, to what end? Dread it? Mm. Run from it? Yep. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here.
1: AEW. What
0: should I say? I
1: am. That's AEW for you That's us That's us looking at AEW like And if all else fails The WWE Y'all can end up Just like this see y'all at the end of June.